When we come home from a long day of teaching kids or laying pipe, we find a long list of responsibilities just waiting for us at home, like wrangling our kids or taking them to their activities, cooking a meal, doing the laundry, or just picking up everyone else's shit. And how do we decide to use the minute amount of free time that we actually do have? We gave ourselves yet another job and we started a podcast. We wanted a space where we could talk about the things we love, such as sports, movies, music, and our families. And we also wanted a place to vent about the things that bother us, like our coworkers, or if our favorite team missed the playoffs in the last game of the season, or if McDonald's decides that they don't have any large lids, even though they're a huge company that should never have that problem. You know, when I think of the dynamic of our podcast, I think of myself as like the tough power forward like Owen Nolan, where you kind of remind me of a speed finesse type player like Patrick Marlowe. I see what you're saying. When I look at our dynamic on the podcast, I see myself like Thierry Henry, smooth like butter on the pitch, ready to score that goal. And I see you like Zinedine Zidane, ready to headbutt any asshole that gets in your way. We talk about these topics and so much more on Level the Playing Field. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. gonna have to deal with my bad singing <laughs> shamalama ding dong oh shamalama ding dong's last good film i don't care what anyone says signs was just so good and to think the happening came out after this what the fuck is with that shamalama ding dong you have some explaining to do cue the music only given a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter, but he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real, but it couldn't have been true either. It was too deliciously frightful. Frank, that's yesterday. Old times are only good when you've had them. That after night, all alone, daddy's all pent up, let's freak! You're the rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Why, hello. And welcome back to another episode of the Film Spark podcast. I'm your host, Ebony, and this week we're doing a Shamalama Ding Dong film. Signs, the 2002 classic, and quite honestly, my favourite Shamalama Ding Dong film. Yes, you will only hear him referred to as M. Night Shamalama, M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong, or just Shamalama Ding Dong. Why? Because why not? It's fun to say, and quite honestly, the rest of his films don't really do much for me. So, I don't think he's really all that. However, this film, Science, I love this film so much. I mean, Mel Gibson, Jacqueline Phoenix, Rory Culkin, like, the cast is perfect, okay? And I know a lot of people have some issues with this film and there's two specific issues that I will touch on throughout this 
Um, but for me personally, I love this film. Start to end, I think the tension is fantastic. Um, I think it really puts you on the edge of your seat if you've never seen it before. It, it really immerses you in the film. And, you know, it's the story of essentially a man trying to find his faith again. Because you've got Mel Gibson plays another pastor. <laughs> Go from pastor to this. Um, he's got his two kids. He's just lost his wife in an accident. He no longer wants to be called father. He doesn't want to practice the faith. He'd lost all his faith, you know, when he lost his wife, which quite honestly, I would too. I'm not a religious person whatsoever. And it's for incidents like that, that really drive home to me as to why I don't believe into certain religions, but we're not going there. <laughs> this is not a religious podcast at all. There's another one that you can listen to if you want that bullshit. Um, but, you know, the whole idea of you've believed in this faith and this religion and a higher power your whole life so much that you dedicate your life to, to the cause, to the, to the means by becoming a father and then you're no longer willing or able to believe in that higher power anymore because of a tragedy like losing your loved one in an, in an, in this instance, in a car accident. And I believe that's what really holds this film together is you're watching Mel Gibson's progression as a human, as a literal father and as a religious father. And you're watching him deal with all these certain instances and circumstances alone for the first time. He's always had his wife there. He's always, you know, had that person to lean on and to help parenting. And now he doesn't. And if you want to really, there's a few ways you can view this film. You can view it as just a film. It's, you know, point A to point B, whatever the case is, it is what it is. Or you can view it as, now I'm going to, I'm going to be brutally honest. I haven't listened to a lot of M. Knight's interviews about this film. I probably should have, but I kind of like the conspiracy theories behind a lot of things. Um, you could see the film as a test. You could see the film as, okay, here's Mel Gibson's character. He's going through all this. Is this a test of his faith? Is this the higher power testing him to see how he goes? You know, there's, there's so many different elements to this film than rather than just here's a family, they live on a farm, here are some crop circles, here are some aliens. And that's why I kind of like this film more than a lot of the others. I think it's a lot more complex. And I don't really see this film as having a twist, which is what he's known for. Because you know you know what you're in for from the start of this film. Like, it starts with them finding crop circles. It starts with his daughter screaming because she finds crop circles. And 
it's just like there's there's no real twist you go from point a to point b and you're watching this family deal with essentially it's it's an alien invasion that's what this film is is essentially about the back of the backbone of the story it's aliens coming to earth what would you do and if this happened you know the footage you're seeing worldwide and all, all that sort of stuff and there's no real twist at the end you know there's no oh my god the I don't know, aliens are really people or something stupid like that that M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong is known for. And it's just... I feel like not enough people give this film what it deserves. A lot of people see this film, and as per usual, there are going to be spoilers, as, oh my God, there's aliens and you know, who cares sort of thing. And the biggest thing, and I said this before, that I'd touch on the two points that a lot of people dislike this film for, and the biggest point being that the aliens are, are, I suppose, allergic, I suppose you could say. They don't like water. They're allergic to water, something along those lines. And they're like, oh, my God, why will these aliens come to a planet that's 80% water or whatever it is? And you guys need to understand that if you are, for instance, us, we're, you know, we're human beings, we know what we know. We know what's on planet Earth because we are on planet Earth. If you're from a different planet that has never seen, never touched, never knew what water was, how are you going to know you are allergic or it could kill you? Like, you fucking idiots. Like, come on. They're aliens coming to, for them, an unknown planet. You are not going to know what you are allergic to until you touch, eat, drink, smell it. It's the same for us. You do not know you're allergic to peanuts until you have a peanut and have a fucking fit. Or, you know, you've... You get tested. How are they going to do that if they've never been around water before? They don't know. And that's the biggest issue that a lot of people have with this film. It's like, why would aliens come to a planet that's 90 or 80% water or whatever it is if they're, you know, they die from it? And it's like, well, they didn't fucking know, genius. <laughs> they didn't know what they were in for. They didn't know what they were coming to. And Honestly, I actually quite like that aspect of the film because it sort of just adds something new to the film. And I suppose that's what you can call the twist. I don't see that as a twist. I just see that as an added element to the film. But watching how this one family handles the situation as the movie progresses, I find really interesting because you're seeing the perspective of multiple different people. You're seeing how a child would react in this scenario. You're seeing how a father, a literal father, would be there for their kids but still have to hold fort, you know. They've still got to have to put their foot down. They have to be a parent. They have to be an adult. And then you've got his oldest son, you know, played by Jacqueline Phoenix, which is just an amazing performance because you really see how he's, confused and he's tied 
between decisions between being an elder sibling and being a role model for them, but then also being there for his dad, as well as everyone is dealing with the loss of the mother. And you go through this complete journey with them through everything. You know, there's a, like, as, as you come towards the end of the film, as I said before, spoilers, as you come towards the end of the film, there's a scene where the alien is holding the youngest boy, played by Rory Culkin, and, you know, it's well known throughout the film that he suffers from asthma and that he needs his puffer and he can't breathe properly. And you see the alien pick up the kid and he's trying, I suppose, breathe into him? No, it's poison. Sorry. So the alien tries to inject the poison, but because he can't breathe it in properly because of his asthma and his lungs have closed up, he can't breathe in the asthma and, you know, breathe in the asthma. They can't breathe in the poison. And they realize that after, you know, they defeat the aliens, the aliens go away, whatever you want to say, and, you know, Mel picks up his son, carries him outside, and everyone thinks he's dead, and they're crying, and then you hear the the child slowly start wheezing, and then he realizes, oh my god, he had, he has asthma, his lungs would have closed up, he couldn't breathe in the, the poison, that's when he starts to, you know, realize for him and in this film that he had asthma for a reason. And that's when everything clicks for him and that's when everything changes for him. And he he gains his faith back because he believes, you know, God gave him a son that has asthma to for this reason. It was able to prevent, he, he couldn't, you know, breathe in the poison. And in the very final scene, you see him back in the full getup with, you know, the black clothes and the white collar and he believes in his faith again. And essentially that's what this film is about. It's not about the aliens. It's not about the human race and what we would or wouldn't do in these circumstances. It's about a man finding his faith again and dealing with grief and loss and being a single parent for the first time in his life properly. And that's why I love this film. This film has so much more depth to it than what people give it credit for. And a lot of people either love or hate this film, which is very, very common with Shyamalan Ding Dong films, is you either love it or you hate it. There's no real middle ground. And for me, I usually hate his films, but for me, this was the last good film he had. I felt after this, he just went completely downhill. He went from this to, I believe, The Village was straight after, or there might have been a film between this and The Village, and I'm not going to get started on The Village. I could rant for hours on everything wrong with that film. But it's kind of sad when I watch this film because I can see the potential and I can see, you know what he was going for and the type of films he made. Like, you look at The Sixth Sense. Yeah, okay, you've got the twist, the one and only twist that everyone knows about and it's this phenomenal film and 
And it's it was a really good film. Unbreakable was a good film. Like he had some absolute bangers in there, but once the village came about and you got the visit, old, the village, um, there's another split. Split was another one where it, like it started so good and then just got so bad. Like these fucking twist endings he needs to stop with. Because the guy is a good filmmaker and that's what's frustrating is he knows how to make a good film. But he's so fucking obsessed with putting a twist in these films that it just ruins them. And that's why I'm always able to come back and re-watch Signs over and over and over again. Because I just find it so compelling and it's so uh, in-depth. And there's so many layers to it. And it's why it's always the one film I recommend out of all of his films because I just think it's just so impressive especially for the time as well like this was 2002 and it's just like we had some shit films like let's be real but this absolutely stands out oh the happening that was the other one that came out after this what a shit fire that film you know I'm gonna have to review that film because there's so much I could say about that film <laughs> the happening is so bad but um uh and the the second thing that a lot of people just like about this film is the scene where the alien walks so there's a scene where um i keep forgetting his name but the the oldest brother played by jacqueline phoenix he's watching tv and it's a news uh report and it's someone in i think mexico or maybe Brazil, Mexico, and they're filming an alien walking past. And a lot of people feel that that takes them out of the suspense and out of the thrill of the film. And I think it's the complete opposite. That scene where you're watching him watching TV and it's this alien that just casually walks past. I love that. He's not trying to really hide. He's just casually walking by. He's like, yeah, I'm here. I exist. What do you want? If that happened in real life, that would be terrifying. It doesn't matter what the alien looks like, how it reacts to things, what it, you know, everything about it. You have this unknown creature that you do not know what they are capable of. Casually just walking past you like everyday life. That is terrifying. So the fact that people bring that and the fact that the aliens can't handle water is mind-boggling to me. Because to me it feels like that they've missed the entire film. To be so focused on just that or, or those two things doesn't make sense to me at all whatsoever so if you haven't seen this film firstly i warned you about the spoilers so i'm sorry if you heard but it is what it is (laughs) or if you haven't seen it in a long time go back and watch it watch it and really watch it take it in for what it is don't skim through it don't be like oh yeah i've seen this it is what it is like really watch it analyze it see what you're you know, really see what's in front of you because I feel if you do that, you'll enjoy and appreciate this film a lot more than what you have in the past.
There are a few films in this world that have been created where I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to analyze a film. It takes me out of it. You start deep diving. It kind of ruins the film. But I feel like you kind of have to with this one. I feel like you need to analyze everything that's going around, uh, going on in scene by scene. And I'm not saying sit there with a notepad and take notes. I'm just saying be aware of the surroundings and be aware of what it is that you're actually watching. And see if you come out of it with a different point of view. But with that being said, I absolutely adore this film. It is four out of five stars. And yeah, I I could go on and on and on, but (laughs) I won't. So yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic, amazing day. I'm sorry that this came out late. Honestly, I'm sorry that I'm always sorry that shit keeps coming out late. I am just an absolute mess at the moment when it comes to work and trying to juggle everything. If you didn't know, I have three podcasts and I know I've only got myself to blame and I'm usually pretty good with scheduling everything. But between that and work and just busy life in general lately, I'm just struggling a little bit. So (laughs) hang in there. Thank you for hanging in there if you have been. Um, The next episode is is Ferris Bueller's Day Off that will be out soon after this one is released because I am so delayed um please join the Patreon I've still got my you know my videos are up there as well or or the audio clips are up there as well for the Patreon exclusives and I've got more YouTube content coming out so you know follow me everywhere follow the links everything is linked in every description everywhere But thank you for following me. Thank you for supporting me. And yeah, you'll hear from me next time. Have a great day, guys. You were just listening to the Film Spark podcast. For all your film needs and more, like what you heard, give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more. Or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash filmsparkpod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.